So welcome back to the show, guys. This is your co-host, Ralio, as we are doing a very different episode, as you guys can see. Uh, I'm on camera. Morgan's on camera. If you're just listening, you're missing out on the on the bearded men that are coming to you, not just on the Braulio Show podcast, but also on the... Renpod. How you doing? Yeah, today we're doing uh, kind of a double feature red episode since we're doing something different for YouTube. We decided that it'll be fun for you guys to get kind of a feel what the two shows are all about. And um, also, this is the 50th episode of my show. So we're going to be doing the $50 Amazon giveaway. And as you might say, proof that is a legitimate contest, uh, we're going to be doing picking the winner live in this episode. And afterwards, we're going to be sending an email to that person, congratulating, congrat, well, congratulating them and including that link or that promo or that code for that $50 Amazon giveaway gift card. Yeah. And like, uh, I don't know how the, I don't know how you're going to edit your video. Um, I'm going to try and put you on the other side of me. <laughs> like, cause right now the way we, like the way that we, for the audience, the way that we're seeing each other in discord, it looks like we're looking at like the opposite direction of, <laughs> of where we are <laughs> because I have like a second monitor where I can like monitor audio and all that type of stuff. Like <laughs> the way. Yeah. And Mike. <laughs> Yeah, my camera is kind of like my camera to Morgan is above the camera that I'm recording the actual video. So if it looks a little bit um like we're looking the opposite into the distance, that's why. <laughs> yeah, so we're like monitoring stuff. But like my camera, yeah, my camera like to Braulio and to you audience is like right in front of me. But all my monitoring <laughs> is off to the side. Oh, my God. Um. You know, this is the first episode that we tried doing something used for YouTube as well. So I think um, we should get a few passes for this. So if you don't agree, just leave me a comment. Say, you guys, you know, work it out because we're going to try. We're going to keep working it out. Yes, we will. And, uh, you know, these are probably be like I, I know on my channel, at least these are probably like shorter things. So if you want to hear the full episode, uh, either go over to Braulio's channel or go listen to it on wherever you get your podcast, because I'm going to edit these and make them sound funny for you in shorter stints for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and if you well, mine is just going to be the whole clip from mistakes to edits to everything in between. So hope you are excited for the Fun adventure, you might say. Yeah. And right here on my show, the music will cue. Morgan, I don't think you cue music. You just run it through. Yeah, I just go, you know. <laughs> it's just uh, sometimes I'll just hum something while Braulio's cueing the music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I guess we could start it off right away with um, announcing the winner of the amazon gift card since yeah. you know i know that a lot of you guys have been excited i got some nice comments some nice emails so thank you for those of you so the way that this is gonna work uh how do i share my screen Ooh, uh... oh i see share your screen uh... share your screen i have my my fiji water not not sponsored uh Although if they wanted to, that would be great. Sponsors. <laughs> All right. So I am officially sharing my screen. Watching. 
Do you still see my screen? I mean, mm -hmm. do you see the Excel sheet and everything? Yep, yep, yep. Ooh, it's Aception. I think I left. Am I back? Yeah, you should. I can I can still see and okay. hear you. All right. So that didn't work out last time I thought I was going to do it. So... See, okay, all right, okay, okay. A lot of clicking. Okay. All right. Do you see the? Okay. Yep. yep. So let me screen grab so that you guys can see it as well. And we're gonna, like Vanna White, we're just gonna do hand motions on this green screen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> in order to keep maintaining privacy for you guys, what I did was I just called everybody contestant one through forty two. You know, so I already know which person is assigned to each number. So we got all 42 contestants. 42. We're going to go to the random miser. <laughs> we hit randomize. Random. And whoever's at top. So number 37. Number 37, 37. on the list is, well, contestant number 47. So this is the part where I need to stop sharing the screen. So we know it's contestant 47. 37. I'm gonna, st wait, 37. <laughs> Whatever, I'm not doing my hands anymore. <laughs> Back on the Fiji water. All right. Stay hydrated, folks. Number 37 is because I don't want to show everybody all the everybody else's name. So contestant number 40, 37 is Calvin Puka. Calvin, thank you so much for your message. We really appreciate it. I will be sending you an email later with your $50 Amazon gift card. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you buy something fun. If you can and if you want, uh, just send me a picture or something you know too that we could show your face if you if you're interested in that and again congratulations you'll be receiving that in the mail very soon yeah buy some of that uh that sweet merch uh that we don't have yet <laughs> is that yet yes you know, yet it will be a black t-shirt with white writing or not who's to say we have no idea <laughs> it might even be a sheer crop top Dude, bring it back, you know? Yeah. The fanny pack, man. Up. Yeah. It's the <laughs> 80s, you know? Bring it back. <laughs> oh my. Uh so Morgan. Before we jump into some movie news and rumors on the Marvel side of the world, what's been happening with you, man? How's how's life? How's uh getting water from a well? So, okay, so getting water from a well is pretty great, all right? My <laughs> water tastes like minerals. <laughs> Y'all know what mineral water tastes like? I have that out of my You had the legit thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stuff is wild. Uh, um, other than that, I mean, you know, watched money go up in smoke today, uh, as I'm sure you did as well. Um, <laughs> like a forest fire just, boom, just gone. Uh <laughs> What do you think is is the cause of all this, man? And do you think it's the the whole China news that they're gonna be dropping crypto together? 
it's partially that um i was watching something on i think cnbc or something like that where they're like it's a mixture of that it's a mixture of um people trying to like make sure that they're covered for like margin calls and stuff that are supposed to to come in on like june uh so liquidating a lot of crypto assets um so they have enough money for that and then i guess people are just you know panic selling paper hands in it out you know getting out of there but it's crazy because it's it's like one event it's like the chain reaction is crazy like the news came out about China. Uh, people were dissatisfied with um, Elon Musk's performance of SNL. Yeah. One crypto started dropping. The second drops because people are seeing the first one drop. Bitcoin starts falling, which is... That right there is the cascading effect that the big rock that flows down the river that knocks everything down. Yeah, yeah. And that, like, like his, his, his thoughts on Bitcoin, were while they were not unfounded, we all know it's not great for the environment. We all know all crypto isn't... It's not great for the environment, really. Um, but, you know, like the good that could be done with the money was like offsetting the bad, at least in my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, like yeah, it's horrible. But like the good that I can do with the money, it'll offset the bad in general. Um, but, you know, I mean, we all know the market will bounce back. It's fine in general. It'll come back eventually. But it's just right now you just got to watch all your money burn, you know, and it's that pain. <laughs> like people had to endure the depression of 08 and when everything crashed it's a similar situation it's only that instead of being with physical cash or something linked to because we're well, not even at the point because it was already not decentralized but it wasn't backed by gold or yeah. the military but still this is similar and look at that we bounced back from that exactly. if anything you might even consider this a sale period for some of the cryptos like with the sheep coin that we recently started looking into, that one has dropped from, I think it was at 32 hundredth of yeah. a cent to now like 10th, 100th of a cent. Yeah, which uh, which I'm not really mad about that because the money went for a good cause. It went yeah. for charity. So I was like, all right, yeah, lit, do it, yeah. <laughs> but even with that one, man, like the, the market cap... Even after the guy that the one of the developers did a burn of the, a lot of coins, I think it was like ninety percent of the total um, sheep volume, yeah. or whatever amount it was. There's still such a large quantity out there. It's in the trillions. Is that yeah? It was a uh, Vitalik, um, the developer of Ethereum. Yeah, he he. They gave it to him. Like he didn't want it. They just <laughs> they just gave it to him, and uh, and he was like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sell it. We just give it the money to charity and he gave like what is it like half a billion dollars or something like that? it was a it was yeah insane it was something awesome and uh you know i was like oh yeah it's good you know good 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 was done with the money and that's all that really matters that's all that you know that's all that really we can uh, hope for in, in a given day is that someone will take the incredible wealth that you have from the situation and do good with it because there's enough bad in the world already you know <laughs> exactly exactly um and I guess we could talk a little bit about the the news and rumors of the week. And I don't know if you have the the notes pulled up. <clears throat> I do. All right, cool, cool. So the first thing is the new Loki clip. Actually, clips in this in this sense because they released two separate videos, one with the animated clock and another one that was more Owen Wilson heavy. Did you have a chance to catch these clips, Morgan? Uh, the clip that I caught this week was the Hotel Transylvania clip. Um, <laughs> I'm, 
dude i'll tell you about that after we're with loki um i did see i saw like bits of it on twitter um but i i, I never watched full trailers or clips or anything anymore because i'm like i don't want it to be spoiled because we're like two weeks away or something two or three yeah weeks it's crazy and like marvel and disney in general and most studios they have the habit of like too many you know like too many trailers too many tv spots and i think you said some about this before yeah it's like too, too many, many trailers too many tv spots too many clips don't show me anything give me the first one and that's it <laughs> and the, these two are not to spoil too much but the it shows how much of a budget the show had which is a good thing because for a loki show you can't kind of skim down on what the show's gonna be looking like in terms of especially the cgi because there is a lot of um otherworldly shenanigans that he's gonna be doing yeah and i'm so excited for the show man after getting wandavision and falcon and winter soldier back to back i feel a little spoiled in the sense of content so now i've been kind of on a slight drought and i'm excited for this show this show is what doctor who can be if they continuously gave it uh like the season 12 budget like that's what this show yes. is gonna be because i mean it, it's doctor who like let's be honest, it's doctor who but <laughs> but it's doctor who if doctor who had a good budget behind it <laughs> yeah because doctor who consistently has no budget whatsoever and it's just like three dudes in a trench coat running around chasing a man in another trench coat like that's the whole show <laughs> But it sh- but it shows the, how good storytelling could be even if you don't have like this high end budget. It's true because I love that show so much. I I rewatch it constantly. I like it. It was the initial reason I got HBO Max. That was the original really? reason. Yeah, it was also the original reason I got um age uh Netflix. It I got Netflix initially because it had Agents of Shield and then Doctor Who from like the sixties, and that's why I got Netflix. <laughs> I didn't even know that it was on on HBO Max. Might have to yeah. check it out. All the seasons yeah. are there? Uh, just the new stuff. So, Eccleston on. Mm, so, you have to kind of fluctuate between Netflix and HBO Max. Netflix took off all the Doctor Who stuff. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe this. Like, some of... I think they might have started bringing a couple of, like, the older stuff into HBO Max. But, as, like, from what I know, it's all the newer stuff is there. And that's why I was like, well, I gotta get it now. <laughs> You know what show I'm, I've been trying to, like, watch? Because everybody, not everybody, but a, a lot of people have mentioned um, Days of Our Lives. Oh, yeah. But dude, but, like, catching it from the beginning. Oh, like, God. No. Back in the black and white days. Oh, my God. There's so many seasons. I think that's the longest running row. Well, longest running show ever, right? Yeah, uh, it's like 40 seasons. Or it has to be up there. That's fine. Like, dude that that beats gundam and gundam's been going on since the big bang yes like it's it's so many seasons i remember when they were like oprah has the most episodes i was like y'all don't remember days of our lives y'all don't remember telenovelas <laughs> i remember when um a few years back when raw hit the the, to- the thousandth episode Ugh. i was like yeah raw's still a baby compared to this dude the whole zombie thing on wwe <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I, was like, I haven't done. seen it yet. I, I was reading on Bleacher Report that it was kind of like um, Randy Orton walking on sperm levels of bad. Yes. I was like, I'm done. I can't can't watch. Rest- I was going to watch AEW Dynamite tonight. I went, can't do this. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Dude, WWE is just 
weird. Like they it, it have broke me. they have opportunities to do so much better and then they just keep they need to replace Vince. That's what it comes down to, man. He's a genius and he you gotta give credit where credit was due, but this I don't know, man. Dude it's has over. lost it. Yeah, it's yeah. over. You know, at a certain point your brain goes, I'm done, I quit, you know, and his brain quit like five years ago. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, yeah. Um but the next one, have you seen the the Black Widow clip that they released? I did see this. I did. Okay. Black Widow is uh is like the the least excited franchise that I'm excited for right now because I want really? more Natasha and I'm mm. not gonna get it after this. So the longer they put it off, the more I can dream. <laughs> so you're not feeling Florence Few as the new Black Widow? She's fine. She's fine. And I mean that in both the uh the actor way and the physical appearance way. She's great. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I've grown attached to it's like when uh it's like how I'm sure people felt when Jane Foster became Thor or how people felt when Miles Morales became the new Spider Man. You know, like I, I like comic books, you can switch around characters all all you want. I don't really care. It's not that big a deal to me. But I've had a crush on Scarlett Johansson since <laughs> I was a very young person, you know? And and I've grown attached to seeing her in the leather, you know. And now when when's the next time I'm gonna see her? The next uh the next Secret Ghost Wars? in the Shell? You know, is it you know the next Ghost in the Shell movie she does? No. <laughs> she should redo her oh not redo, but do a part two to her. Yeah. Not her, um Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Or, or her. I watched her with headphones in. Imagine how freaked out I was. <laughs> Dude, but Lucy was such a good movie. Such like people I know people hated it because, you know, there's a lot of hateable moments, but on it on on its own, it wasn't a bad movie, man. Especially the whole just, concept of unlocking your full potential of your brain. If you take out all of the horrible science from that movie, it's not bad. If you just think of it like, oh, it's a dumb superhero movie, it's great. Like It only becomes bad when you go, that's not science. <laughs> I go by the Fast and the Furious uh, logic in the world. If, it's, if it entertains me, I'm giving it a pass. Exactly. you know. But also, we, they should do a sequel to her. They should do that. Yeah. I need to see that. I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. That movie was like ASMR when I watched it because I watched it with head with like headphones in, you know, like everything was like right there in my brain. I was like, oh, yeah. And then she starts whispering. I was like, oh, you should watch okay. it with um, Dolby Atmos, man. Oh, yeah. With spatial sure. audio. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Hearing the, the, the sounds coming from the back. It's magical, man. Whoever invented I- this, like came up with the whole concept is give this man a candy. Oh yeah, the the lost lossless uh Dolby spatial audio coming to Apple Music as well. And that's gonna be great. See, I'm excited for that, and at the same time, I'm not a audiophile, so I know that I'm not gonna be able to pick out the the sounds or like distinguish between lossless and just compressed audio. Ah, so see, I'm not as I'm, excited. I'm super excited. As like I am a weird audio file. These headphones I have on right now are studio headphones. Like <laughs> I love uh audio and stuff like that. And whenever I listen to like Somewhere on Fullerton by Alistair, if anybody doesn't know that song, go listen to it on Apple Music. You'll hear exactly what I'm talking about. It peaks. The song you can hear it peaking because it's like screeching in your ears. And I can't wait for them to be like, hey, it's lossless now. That way I don't have to hear that. <laughs> and but what about um, with spatial audio? Imagine a song like that with spatial audio. It's they could great. hear what the screech is coming from, like if it's behind you. 
Oof, yes. That's like ASMR, you know? Like screech on the back of my neck. It's like when you go into a barber, you know, and they just run the clippers right up the back and you're like, oh. Okay. Dude, that's the one that's the one reason that I that I keep looking into the the Apple AirPods Max. Like the over the ear headphones. They're they're five fifty, I think. So the yeah. price I'm never gonna get them because of price. But I, I want them because now with Dolby Atmos coming to to um to Apple Music, I can't wait to hear my songs like that, man. It is not gonna work on AirPods Max. It is. The lossless audio is not. And that's what I want. <laughs> I no, but I want I, I see, but like I said, for me it wouldn't necessarily matter because I'm not an audiophile and I don't care too much about the audio thing, but like the surround sound audio, that I'm interested in. Yeah, but this I mean Dolby it'll work on uh AirPods Pro and stuff like that, which I'll I'll make do with that. But like you know, I'm gonna have to go dig out some three point five millimeters or something in order to listen to lossless audio. I can't believe this. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't have the the AirPods Pro. I I, I hate them, man. I did not get the pros either. I have the um I the I the, the freaking I have the AirPods two and then the AirPods one. Same here. I have mine with a skin. I don't want to say the brand because, uh, you know, not sponsored. But it's I like them because they're easier on the ears. The in-ear ones, like I can't do, man. After 10 minutes, it's already bothering my eardrum, my ear canal. I just I don't like things like in there so much, you know, like it's I don't like sit on the outside. You know, don't put something in my ear canal. You know what I mean? I think the bad thing is with regular in-ear canal headphones is that they push the air inside. Yes. The good thing about the Apple ones is that because they have the kind of the the air the air currents with the the sound thing, it kind of weeds it out. So people say it's better because of that, but I don't I don't. It's not that's not for me. It not just feels uncomfortable for me. And then when I pull them out, it feels uncomfortable, like, you know, because it's like it feels like I'm scraping. And then it's like, ugh, I don't, I don't, you got to clean them more. I don't want to deal with all that. <laughs> yeah. All this to say that uh, good things are coming in audio, in the audio field. Yes. Uh, good things are coming um, because of, like we were saying, Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. If you haven't already, go listen to the Scarlett Johansson narrating Alice in Wonderland. It is amazing is amazing just listen to it you'll understand what i mean is it a audiobook it is is alice in wonderland she like narrates uh the, the whole thing on it it's great it's on audible oh i check it out i'm definitely gonna check it out uh do you want to take us through the next one yes um so emily blunt confirms that she will not be playing sue storm in the upcoming fantastic four film says that superhero films are not in her wheelhouse perspective uh, also, she said that she, her household hasn't received any contacts regarding the Fantastic Four, which I, I'm still hopeful that John Krasinski, even if she doesn't want to be in the Marvel movies, I'm hopeful that John Krasinski could be still Reed Richards because he's my fan pick. I was never a big Emily Blunt fan and as far as Sue Storm. I would like that, but whatever. Uh, now, as far as her comments... I respect the fact that she basically said, I don't need Marvel in my life. Because with a lot of actors nowadays, I feel like they're all expected to be part of the 
superhero genre and be well versed in superheroes and kind of always be willing and able when somebody asks them like do you want to be in a marvel or dc film and for them to just snap and say yes yeah it's good to see somebody that's against it and this is coming from a marvel fan what are your thoughts on this morgan you got to know your, uh, like she said, it's not in her wheelhouse. You know, you got to know like what your talent lies in because you're an actor, you know, like as, as an actor, um, you have to know like what genre you fit in, right? Because mm-hmm. some people like they, they try and get out of the genre and then you end up, uh, you end up in a really bad movie or you end up just being the worst part of a good movie and you don't want to do that, you know, and not everybody's, built, you know, she's pretty good at action, kind of like A Quiet Place was like, it had minor action in it. You know, and she was great in that. What's the movie that um with Tom Cruise that has like a Groundhog Day? Uh oh, oh yeah. Uh, that they keeps repeating. Yeah, live die repeat. That's that's not the name. It, that's what it, that's what it was called again in like some other country. It was like live die repeat. Um, and what is it? It's the Let dumbest name. Tom it's Cruise. The dumbest name they read. <laughs> Emily Blunt. It's not Oblivion, right? No, no, no. It's uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. They renamed it to Live Die Repeat in. They renamed it from Live Die Repeat in China to. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Edge of Tomorrow or whatever. I like that name. It sounds like um, I'm a big fan of Fantasy Nine guy, so it kind of sounds like one of the the Buster swords that Sedane, the main character, will be using. By the way, whenever I mention something like earlier when we were talking about WWE and my edit version of this video there's gonna be <laughs> clips of the people that we're gonna be discussing so that cool. if you're not too familiar who it is at least you'll get a picture so right here you'll be able to see who Zidane is this guy Zidane? <gasps> look at look at that oh my god yeah oh. the, the the wonders of editing they're just yes. fun <laughs> hey future us ha. yes <laughs> sucks for you <laughs> You have to rewatch what you just did. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, as an actor, you got to know like what your what what your point, you know, what like what like what your era is, you know, and even uh, even that movie Edge of Tomorrow or whatever. That was a comic book, I think, or a manga or something like that is based off of something else before it was a movie. And it's like and she was OK in it. She wasn't like amazing. But it's like with comic book stuff, especially now, like back in like 2008 with Daredevil and Elektra, you could know nothing about comic books and be in a comic book movie. They wouldn't be good, but you could do it. You know, like now you true. have to you have to have read like 87 issues of the last 40 years. <laughs> you have to know the social material. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to answer questions at Comic Con. You know, you got to be able to talk to nerds on the street about whatever character you're playing. And we 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 understand that you shouldn't know everything about Sue Storm. But there are some nerds in the fandom who won't accept that. You know, they're going to try to um, execute you if you don't know. Like uh, even Catherine Hahn, she was um, she was saying that it was her son that actually gave her a in-depth look into Agatha Harkness when she was mm-hmm. cast for um a WandaVision, which wait, wait, we're gonna be discussing Catherine in a few. Has a son? Yeah. Three kids actually, I think she does. She's got three kids? Yeah. She does she have a husband? Yes. She's uh happily married. So you sir lost your chances with her. Some old bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> damn i just lost my my voice 
Catherine Hahn, you heard it here first. Uh, Morgan would like to take you to dinner and congratulate you, congratulate you on your recent awards that we're going to be discussing very soon. Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, you know, I've been I've been cracking open some Resident Evil Eight. Uh, <clears throat> you know, so I, I got feelings. Um, I'm listen. I'm also a little bit excited about this because I still haven't let go of Ian Gruffitt and uh, Jessica Alba. All right, so bring them back. <laughs> Ooh, dude. All right, so him, yes, Jessica Alba, maybe. But it's Jessica Alba though. Mm. Yeah, but. Do we really want to go with like such a older version of these characters? Because the older they are, the less they're going to be in the Marvel movies moving forward. And I want to see the Fantastic Four as a cornerstone of the MCU. But but I could look at Jessica Alba again. <laughs> who who do you cast besides Jessica Alba as Sue Jennifer Beale. Jennifer Beale. I can see that. You know, I just, I, I, where has she been? You know, like what? Like, <laughs> I just want her back. You know, <laughs> what's the name of the girl from um, EZA? Uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I want to see her as Sue Storm. She would be good at it. Yeah, she would be pretty lit. Uh, get her. I mean, we're already getting Andrew Garfield. You know, get Emma Stone. Uh, maybe not Ian Gruffin. Maybe Andrew Garfield as as Reed Richards. You know, he's got I could see forty that. year old man face. You know, he could do it. I could see that. And there's been rumors, uh, not that we're discussing that now, but there's been rumors that Marvel wants Andrew Garfield for some projects. So He's you never good. know. He's good at the acting thing, you know? And I just, you know, I, I did you get around to watching Summer Catch? Uh, not yet, no. Okay, yeah, when you, you watch that, you know, just Jessica Biel, imagine her as Sue Storm. I'll watch this. I'm going to watch this. Such a good movie. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna watch this. Um, but before we leave the Emily Blunt discussions, she did also mention that passing on the role of Black Widow, because she remember she was originally mm. before Scarlett Johansson came on board, she was gonna be uh, Natasha Romanoff. And she said that's that's one of her biggest regrets because she would have loved to be uh to be playing Natasha. So, you know, what could have been um, eh, eh, uh, I kind of like I like ScarJo, but I mean, you know, I think I think ScarJo just has more um gravitas. Yeah, I was I was trying to figure the tactful way of saying, you know, more uh, oomph, you know, in the yeah. in the role than uh than Emily Blunt, I think, because Emily Blunt is a great like personality like actor, like her like like her mannerisms and everything are perfect for almost every role that she plays. But like Scarlett Johansson has that and also, you know, like the the, the like Natasha Romanoff-esque elements of uh, of the character. Yeah, definitely agree with you there. Um, and then we had the MTV Awards recently. Mm. I didn't even know that was a thing still. Yeah, to be honest I thought with that you. ended in like 2010 or something. I thought. Yeah, and... The reason that I'm bringing this up is because Marvel actually walked out with some prizes and mm. quite a few of them. So, Morgan, do you want to run us through some of these winners? Yeah, so uh, we got Best Villain, which I, I don't think this one should even count because she wasn't a villain. She wasn't. <laughs> uh, 
Catherine Hahn is Agnes or Agatha Harkness, all right? Not even a villain, okay? She was not even really wrong in that whole show, you know? She didn't even kill anybody, you know? <laughs> Sparky. Ah, Sparky probably had it coming, you know? He was digging in her rose bushes. I'm kind of, I'm happy that she won. Uh, Catherine Hahn is a very... She's a fantastic actress, and I feel like she doesn't get the credit the credit that she deserves and it's good seeing that she's getting so much recognition um she has been in a lot of funny movies she yes. if you're not too familiar with her work look her up you'll definitely have a good time but i'm definitely happy that she's getting the levels of recognition that she's getting and i hope that she continues forward in the mcu which we know she she's probably going to as um perhaps the the babysitter of franklin richards when he inevitably comes and or as Wanda's mentor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and more Catherine Hahn is always a great thing. You know, she's, yep. she's been, like you said, she's been a great uh, actor for years. And I'm glad that she's getting, you know, recognition, you know, and uh, anybody that can cause the Internet to reach that level of thirst uh, deserves a win of any kind, honestly. And if MTV can make another <laughs> award for that, she's definitely in the running. <laughs> And it's crazy to think how much how much traffic there was after WandaVision for Catherine Hahn and her clips just spiraled, man. And oof. <clears throat> awesome. Happy for her. Yeah. Uh, uh, so next up, Braulio. <laughs> uh, so the best show was won by WandaVision. I didn't write down the competitors, so I'm not 100% sure how to compare this, but... I'm happy that they won. It was definitely one of my favorite shows out of the two so far. Yes, though, it was one of my favorite shows out of either Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision. And they definitely ran home with the weird, the unique, and it was very different than anything else we've seen in the MCU. Um, The final battle, which we're going to be discussing later, uh, kind of fell apart a little bit, but it was still a fantastic show. Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, it's 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 so weird picking my favorite between two because I don't really have a favorite, right? Like I love both of them almost equally because it's like, on one hand, Wandavision had two characters, well, four characters that I love dearly, ever since I was a very young child, uh, and you know, ever since like I don't know what, like Young Avengers issue number one or something like that, mm-hmm. uh. When probably before that actually yeah before that um you know wanda and vision is one of my favorite comic book couples next to peter and mj um you know like they're they're and remy and uh gambit and rogue it's gambit rogue peter and mj wanda and vision because i feel like they just it works it works um you know she's weird he's a robot it works uh, you know, and and then they brought in the boys, which are two of my favorite characters in all of comic books, um, especially Billy. I uh, love Tommy as well. But Tommy, they never do anything good with Tommy, really. So, you know, he doesn't really get a lot of good storylines, um, but I love them. So on one hand, you got 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 amazing characters that I love so dearly. So and, and Catherine Hunt, uh, so dearly. And then on the other hand. You brought me something I've been asking for for years. You know, you brought me Bucky and Sam hanging out. <laughs> Two guys being dudes, you know, just Yo, such a good show. Just fixing a boat, you know, just I could watch a whole season of them just fixing boats. 
you know, just running a mechanic shop or something. You know, I'd watch that. <laughs> you might get that, man, because there's been talks and rumors that the producers of Falcon and Winter Soldier, they want to do uh, more exploration on the relationship between Bucky and Sarah. So yeah, you might get that. your wish. I would love just a sitcom of just like, and I mean like, 90 style black sitcom from BET. <laughs> Don't bring me friends. I want to see like like uh like Martin. <laughs> oh, I think the show to to kind of emulate. Yes, you know I want to see like Martin, and it's just Bucky and Sam, and and all the like cast of characters they built up. You know Sarah, the boys, this town in New Orleans, and they're just like running some weird auto mechanic shop that they don't know how to fix things. They don't really know how to fix any of these vehicles. They're selling shrimp, man. They should just keep selling the shrimp. Yes, you know, they're just selling shrimp, messing around, trying to figure out how to be, you know, just just trying to figure out how to make a living. You know, I want that. I want that so bad. That could be uh, the Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan, but like, effective. Yes, you know, the King of Queens, (laughs) but this time it's Bucky and Sarah, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, it's it's hard to pick a favorite, you know? I, I, I... I can't, you know, if I was if I was going to be like, hey, what's something I would want to rewatch constantly? It would be WandaVision. But if it's something I'm like, hey, what had the most impact? Falcon and Winter Soldier. So they're like even to me, you know. And since you're talking already about these shows, take us to the next one. Yeah. So uh, so next up, we have best duo, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie, which if they haven't won this uh, award every single year since like Captain America Winter Soldier, I don't know what MTV has been doing. <laughs> Dude, I'm so happy for them. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, Anthony Mackie's uh, speech, <laughs> but there was a, a part that he said, Tom Holland, I'm coming for you. Because <laughs> remember Time. when uh, when um, when Tom Holland and Anthony Mackie were doing that uh, that funny, uh, you know, ribbing on each other and yeah. And uh, Anthony Mackie Falcon says, movie. yeah, well, he's coming now. He's coming with the Captain America movie. It's like they can't leave this boy alone. You know, they can't stop. Oh, that's why I love the, these actors, man, because they have such a great relationship that kind of translates between the movies and real life. And that oh, makes yeah. it more uh, appealing. Oh, yeah. My my favorite. I don't really I don't watch press tours too often because it, like it reminds me of like work sometimes like you know like it's, it's that weird thing of like i've been to like press junkets and stuff like that so it's like i don't i don't enjoy watching them a lot of times i'm like Ugh, it's 12 hours in a room you know like, but i always watch like the anthony mackie's bastion stand ones because they're just so funny they're clearly having fun and i can re-watch the same questions being asked to them over and over and over again and i'll still laugh because they'll come up with something new to say every single time and it's funny <laughs> See, that's me with Kevin Feige. I find this man, his dad jokes are just non-funny, but his performance and his delivery and his passion kind of makes me want to rewatch the interviews over and over. See, I, I look to see, yeah, like you said, that's that's me with uh, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. And then when they added Winston Duke in to their little like duo, they made it a trio. Uh, it was great. It was I great. hope he comes back too, man. He has to come back. Oh yeah, like I loved when uh when the two of them were with like Chris Evans, like they were a good trio. But I really enjoyed the the Winston Duke one mainly for the uh the did you watch the Twitter one? <laughs> no. Okay, there was like I think it was Vanity Fair. I think they did like a Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, and Winston Duke reacting to fans' tweets, 
and then it's like the one that comes at the end where it's like Mbaku can blow my back out and it's it's the funniest thing i was like what oh you have to send me this clip man i gotta i gotta watch this it was so funny yeah i'm gonna send you that as soon as we're done oh my god i need to watch this because but um you you know we might get to see him again now well we're gonna see winston duke again but I was thinking of um, Zemo. Hmm. Yes, Daniel. He Bruno. he was he was like a good trio as well. He was. He was very fun. I didn't I didn't watch the. Did they have press junkets for? They did. You need to watch those two man. They're hilarious. Oh, I need to watch this. I re- okay. Uh, I did watch the virtual ones with Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie sometimes. Like the one where they uh, both texted Chris Evans at the same time. And he <laughs> answered. Uh, he says he replies to one of them like he and he texted me first. Yeah, yeah, he was like, he's a Texas Sebastian. Was like, he texted me a second before you, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what? Uh, so, who's our next one? So next up, we have best performance: Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda. Eh, yeah, sure, fine, sure. <laughs> I think she's very deserving of this award. She definitely earned it. Uh, her work in WandaVision was fantastic, but I don't think she had the best performance. Exactly. You, you know, like, I will good. give, I will honestly give that either to Catherine Hahn and maybe even Paul Bettany, to be honest with you. Yes. His if we're portrayal, just looking at WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause I don't know who the competitors were. I should have wrote, wrote that down as well. But um, her performance in WandaVision was fantastic, but Paul Bettany also had to play a character that is Vision, but is not really Vision. So we had to see him kind of cope with that. And yeah. the emotion that this man displayed were out of this world. Not to put any shame or anything on Elizabeth Olsen because she was fantastic and the show was definitely her story, but... I would yes. edge out Paul Bettany. He was the Brit, like like you said. I was literally thinking both of those characters. I was like Catherine Hahn or Paul Bettany were, um, you know, they were really the breakouts for the show. Like, cause mm-hmm. it is her story, like you said, and like it's her and Vision story weirdly, but it is more. It's it's like from her like gaze, you know, yeah, because it's like her universe. But it's like, and she does a fantastic job. She really does. But like Catherine Hahn playing somebody who is like, she has so many layers to her performance of like being a villain that is nefarious, but also still like uh, kind of naive. She was playing like this naivete and then like this, this confusion the whole time. And you can like see when you rewatch it, you're like, you're seeing all these layers to her character yeah. that like she's not showing until you get to the end and then she like you know she unravels the whole like thread and you're like oh yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. now i i remember yeah you're agatha right yes (laughs) yes (laughs) dude the rewatch of wandavision is way better than the original watch because knowing that she's agnes and thinking about the the song and what she was doing before she was in the scenes that she was in it kind of adds a new perspective on the show exactly because like you know we all we all were like so she's agatha right but like yeah. you know it's different when you're like oh yeah okay so you've confirmed it great all right you're not gonna do like a switcher the thing journey was worth it <laughs> exactly and then paul bettany like you said paul bettany 
had this whole breakdown in the show and that in and of itself was worthy of an award because like the level of just like even that just that screaming match that him and Wanda have where he just snaps he's like had enough he's like you don't lie to me you know like that alone I was like yes best best performance <laughs> that was amazing method acting and yes. facial expression acting exactly and, you know uh close not somebody that also deserves a lot of credit in the show is also um what's her this girl's name tiana harris i think her name is though mm. monica rambo yeah she wasn't the best in the show but she was definitely a breakout yeah i mm. liked her character and it was awesome uh, Jimmy Wu. I forgot the actor's name. Uh, Ryan Potter, I think. No, 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 that's somebody else. I forgot his name, but he did good too, and definitely uh, Kat Dennings. She yes. expanded and grew the Darcy Lewis character. I don't know how she could go from Dead Sea to a PhD, but you know, Listen, hey, I mean, when you see the things that she's seen, a god from a different world coming it changes world it changes your perspective on the world exactly you know she's engaged now so there's it's another one gone another one bites the dust yep there's my my dating pool's getting smaller everybody um <laughs> every day uh <laughs> uh what's our uh, next one yeah so um best hero anthony mackie yes uh, agree. Wanda was definitely not a hero in this story. Uh, Sebastian Stan was good, but he was still dealing with his own demons. Mm -hmm. And we got to see the hero's journey from yes. episode one to episode six. Too, too many short episodes, but we got to see a true hero's journey. And exactly. Anthony Mackie is very much the servant of this award. 100%. Um... I'm, you know, he he's great, uh, and you know we were just ranting and raving. We were like, hey, I'd love to see just you know dudes dudes being more bros, you know. Um, so yeah, one hundred percent, Anthony Mackie, best hero of uh twenty twenty one or first half. I don't know. <laughs> the yeah, this is this is a very weird year. It feels like it's been seven years, you know. <laughs> Dude, I still think that I I was sent home. To for the next two weeks last week and it was over a year ago dude i i was watching something that happened like 11 months ago like i was watching a youtube video and they were like ah yes remember this thing and i was like that was last year <laughs> this year man it's it 2020 feels like it was years ago but no exactly was, the time is just odd at this point because there's so many things it really the 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 construct of time is breaking down you know the longer that we no longer have to play along with the rules of the simulation the longer yeah. the, the more the construct ev just erodes and we're all like it hasn't been 37 years <laughs> this is we're definitely sitting on that rust chair that neil said at that we get to see what the world really is oh yeah you know it's it's great it's but terrifying at the same time because it's like oh, nothing yeah. means anything and so many things have happened that i'm like what what's going on this has been a it's been a fight man it's been a fight between sanity and insanity a fight between good and evil and a fight between wanda and agatha which one best fight 
of MTV Awards. You, you like that segue? You like that transition? I did. I did. I don't know if this deserves best fight, though. It does not. All it right. definitely does not. We just gonna look away from that Dora Milaje beatdown? We just gonna look away from that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like the fight. But it wasn't the best CGI that Marvel has done. Yeah. And Marvel, ha- Marvel. Marvel has had their fair share of flops in terms of CGI. So I'm not saying that they're perfect. And let's not forget that um, Wakanda uh, dancing people scene with um, the interesting CGI or those rhinos. Let's yeah, not forget that. Bad. Yeah, it was, it was it wasn't good. But this one kind of like showed that it was definitely not a movie budget. Yeah, and if it felt rushed in certain places, or it was like the, like the, the you know the the whole like the the conclusion of the fight felt a little bit weird like i understand like it, it, i think it was just a habit of like you introducing things in episode five and then in episode six they're immediately paying off you know like that kind of like the fight just felt a little rushed in certain in the pacing of it in certain places you know and we had so many much more you know tactile fights that felt more like fights you yeah. know the things you know so what would you give the best if you were to rank uh, out of these two shows, since again I didn't write out the competitors, but from these two shows, if you were to rank your top three fights, which would they be? I mean, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but let's see. Uh, so initially, my brain wants to initially go uh, the the what was it? Um, the truck scene from Falcon Winter Soldier. This will be your just, top one. Yeah, because it was so good um like the choreography everything like even just the yep. conclusion of it all the way through is just peak beautiful chef's kiss um number two would probably no joke uh it might be it would probably be like the the wanda agatha fight um mm. or the uh what is it there's not really any other fights in in wandavision besides that or uh vision versus versus white vision which is yeah He's so funny to me. It's just him being like the ship of Theseus. Yes. You froze a little bit there. Oh god. Because it's just them talking about the ship of Theseus. And that's that's great to me. I love it. Um so like those are it's tied in my brain, but I'll give it to Wanda and Agatha. Um and then the third would be like the the Dora Milaje fight because it's just it's so good. So funny. That was a uh... I feel bad for poor uh, John Walker there. <laughs> Look at strong John. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good list. I like your list. Yeah. What are you? What are you going for? So my number three would be the truck scene. Mm-hmm. I I definitely enjoyed it. It was the choreography, like you mentioned, um, when Bucky caught the shield. Uh, the full introduction of John Walker in the field was good and we got to see that this dude is out of his element like what are you doing bro go just take your super soldier serum and bounce Um, number two I will have to give it to the first it's not necessarily a fight but the battle between um, Sam and the the bad guy from the first fight the first elevator not elevator the first um helicopter scene 
Ah, you know yes, talking? okay, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. I forgot, oh, yeah, Batrock. good fight. Oh, Batrock, yeah. that's the guy's name. Batrock versus Sam in the first fight in Falcon and Winter Soldier because we got to see how nimble Sam could be with the wings and yeah. his agility and his um, fast thinking. So it mm-hmm. was a good fight. Not necessarily a fight, it was more of a chase, but still, they, they had, there were elements of a fight there. Yeah, that was nice. And my number one, I'll have to give it to Vision versus White Vision. Because <laughs> <laughs> the whole fight, it was uh, it was kind of like, not rush, but it was fast. It was very a fast-paced fight. But you got to see how powerful Vision could really be, especially with the phasing, how he was able to just throw him like a ragdoll, which the both Visions were doing to the other. Yeah. But then the way it ended it elevated that fight from okay it's kind of a marvel fight good good decent enjoyable to oh you're going there you're going for the philosophical approach that i did in metaphysics (laughs) dude i did not see that coming but i'm glad they went that route it was unique and interesting it felt so good like when i was watching it i was like this is what i want from vision like i don't like vision yeah he's extremely powerful and he's like one of the most powerful characters in marvel but it's like the thing you want from vision is that like cerebral thing because he's like he's one of the faster thinkers in marvel as well because he's like you know he's an android or whatever sometimes and sometimes he's like i'm more person than robot uh you know so you want that type of weird thing of like oh we're talking about identity metaphysics and i'm conversing with myself so of course i'm gonna try and outthink me because i can't beat me in a physical fight (laughs) dude and the the whole concept of the ship of theseus and the way that marvel was able to use that in a comic book movie yeah or show and the way even though the the voice acting the the facial expressions and even for white vision that they kind of alter the voice a little bit yes it it was roboticy but insightful and i i enjoyed it it was definitely the best fight out of the two shows it's so good I love it. And it did. It gave me ideas of like how I'm going to because I always had in my brain the idea of how it would take down another version of me, you know, and it had nothing. It didn't have anything to do with physical fighting because I always felt like I wouldn't be able to best myself in a physical fight because I would know all of my moves, especially if it was me from the future. You know, like I know I would what exactly what I would do because <laughs> I would yeah. fight dirty against me immediately. <laughs> no questions asked. There will be no no <laughs> be lawless fighting. Uh, so it's like it gave me ideas of like, OK, this is how I would actually deal with another version of me. It wouldn't be like a ship of Theseus because like I'd be like, oh, what are you made of robots or something? Nah, but it's like I was like, OK, yeah, identity metaphysics. That's the only way to, to go about the situation is to like outthink myself or try and talk myself into like an identity crisis. So he has a panic attack and passes out. <laughs> yeah. And Paul Bettany, man, dude is like I said, dude is on fire. And I'm glad that the, he's continuing on as the white vision. So we might get storylines of. Vision trying to regain his soul back or trying to find Wanda. So I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to what the MCU is going to bring for Paul Bettany. Comes back with a paint job. Yeah. No, keep him white. He looks goes so dope. To, goes to the tanning salon. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks, he looks more jacked as white Vision. He does. I think it's the shadowing. It's yeah. just, it like defi- everything's more defined than it was on the other one. 
Good, good point. Uh, so from there, that pretty much covers the news and rumors of the week. Uh, we have two major topics of discussion that are very that are going to be very um, altering and life changing in the the realm of movies and media and the way that distribution is going to be working moving forward. Um, some of these changes are have already been getting kind of negative criticisms in the industry and as a marvel fan one of these kind of potentially might have some repercussions for the marvel world but without ranting too much let's just dive in and um morgan which one of these two do you want to cover first uh we can cover the disney stuff first because i feel like uh you know you're, you're gonna be more excited about that one and uh and the, the at&t stuff is that's oh that's gonna be uh, <laughs> there's so much to that <laughs> oh yeah so uh changes to the disney leadership by ceo bob shapek has been stirring a lot of controversy amongst um movie fans and executives and it's kind of been worrying a lot of people in the know because but for those of you that don't know, Bob Chapek is the person that took over Bob Iger's role as CEO of Disney. He's not going to have the same kind of power that Bob Iger did as Bob Iger was both the CEO as well as the chairman of the board. But from a day-to-day operations, Bob Chapek is going to be the man running things. And one of the changes that he's implemented is that now it's not going to be about the creatives, creators. It's going to be about the suits and the money crunchers and the distribution and they're going to be the ones pretty much dictating what's going to be happening in the movie industry now and a lot of people myself included have not necessarily a fear but a worry of what is going to mean for the for disney who's been killing it really with all these movies shows and everything and how the industry is going to be shaped now now that it's not about necessarily the creators but the people that are worried more about the money and Morgan, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Cause it's, it's worrisome um, for somebody that has been loving Disney. It It is, uh, it's worrisome in it to a degree. Like, first of all, Disney needs to stop hiring all these bobs. That's the first thing I feel like that will <laughs> solve 90% of the problem. No more bobs, you know? Um, but like the i think to a degree like marvel may be like the only thing that's really affected here and even marvel to a degree is like lately it's it's a lot more corporatized than it used to be like early on it was very very much like creative now it's kind of it's homogenous you know there's things follow a certain formula because you know you're going to get the best return on investment from it but it still maintained a little bit of that creativity to it so so that is probably the most that's going to be affected from disney star wars lost creativity years ago you know like who cares anymore you know like the 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 sequel trilogy is complete corporate hogwash uh no one asked for solo they did that purely for money like no one whatever you know <laughs> they they've run that into the ground um and then like disney like you know when was the last time any of us really like enjoyed a good disney movie you know what i mean like it's they were fine. They're fine. Pixar. Dude, have snacks. you seen Raya? Have you seen Raya? I haven't. You know, you I need to watch, watch it, man. That. As a <laughs> Disney animations film, is up there. Has one of the best ones. I think the last, and I, I don't know. Moana's Moana wasn't Pixar, right? Moana was Disney. No, most right? Disney Disney animation. Yeah, 
that was the last Disney animation movie that I enjoyed was Moana. Like and like Pixar still smacks. And that's probably actually that'll be the one that's affected the most more than Marvel because Pixar was like heavy, like mad heavy creativity. <laughs> I don't think that out of the subsections that Marvel is going to be the one that's going to be affected the most immediately yeah. because they have their plans laid out for the next several years. Yeah. Moving forward, it might lead into kind of a power struggle between Kevin Feige and Bob Chapek or whoever he appoints as the head of Disney Studios because we already know that when Kevin Feige didn't like the relationship between him, ProModder, and the way that films were being structured, he he spoke up and they kind of gave him brains of Marvel creative and said, okay, you want to do this? You, you do it your way. You're, yeah. you know, you prove in yourself. Which they were right to do because Perlmutter was out here. He greenlit in humans and that was, that's enough to get you fired. <laughs> it's crazy that he's still employed at Marvel though. He's still the CEO. He doesn't have as much powers as he used to, but you know, he's still there, but it's, Bob Iger, the previous CEO of Disney, he set up Disney to for success because he gave the power to the creators for the most part. And this dude just came in and started knocking down these these uh, these kind of pillars that was took Disney from being one of the companies to being the company in yeah. terms of media. And look at all the concessions that Disney had under the, the Iger administration. They had Marvel. Lucasfilm, that right there is shows how much money they made. Um, mm. What else they bought? Fox, which mm-hmm. is we still haven't fully gotten the the fruits of that purchase. We slowly started seeing like you know legacy content being brought into the the this under the Disney umbrella, but we haven't really seen new content. Yeah. But now what's gonna happen under this guy? What kind of content are we gonna be getting? Is it gonna be more like the the Warner Media, which is something we're gonna be discussing in a few minutes, it's gonna is that's what it's gonna feel like now. I think it's I think it's so it is good every now and then to like shake things up. That way, everybody doesn't really get complacent, you know. Everybody, and then we'll remember kind of why it's important to have a good balance, right? Uh, it's it's important to have a very good balance between the two, between creativity and making your money back. Because as much as I would love to be like, hey, creativity is the most important thing in, in filmmaking, you do still have to make money at the end of the day so you can make another movie, you know? <laughs> you froze like, again. You know, uh, it should catch up in a thing. But you just, like, you got to make your money back if you're going to make the next movie that you've already made, you know? Like, you can't constantly just bleed cash. So, like, as much as I would, like, I would love for it to be like, hey, creativity is the most important thing in filmmaking. I would love for that to be the case. But... If you're just running on that, you're going to put as much money as possible into it. And then you might not make the money back because you, you don't have marketing. You don't have all these other things that are that are necessary in order to make a billion dollars on a film, you know. But so, the thing is that they had that structure, though. They had a good balance between creative and the money side. But now that everything's going to be money heavy, that's what's going to happen to the creative. Is it still going to be kind of at the same level, only being ruled on one side or is it going to? quality is going to drop now because it's going to be about what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing it definitely won't be balanced like uh i think star wars is a good example of this right like star wars had it's, it's trash it's like the newer stuff if you look at solo and you look at um i enjoyed uh what was it 
Rogue Rogue One. I enjoyed that. Other people were like, I hate that. Hated that more than anything. Like I enjoyed it. But like the quality of film is is down drastically from where it used to be, even from the prequels. Like say what you want about the prequels. I've hated the prequels for years. Like they, <laughs> there was still a level of creativity to it, you know, and it was it wasn't great, but it <laughs> but it was there, right? Yeah. And I think that's like a that's very much what happens when you let creativity run wild. You get the prequels, but like, but the sequels is what happens when you like let money run wild and you let you know Kathleen Kennedy tell you let's do franchises to sell video games uh, and toys, um, <laughs> you know. So I think we're gonna see a lot more of that. But I think it's important to like shake things up so we remember why it's important to have that balance and why it's important to have like creativity put. A little bit more towards the forefront so that people don't get bored of your franchise and bored of your company i don't know if bob's gonna last longer than a decade you know let's be honest i don't i don't <laughs> think he's gonna last that long especially if all the negative feedback that a lot of people in the industry have been giving that they're not happy and there's already a lot of frustrated people and these changes are fairly new and it's crazy to hear all the negative feedback from them exactly you know, but, um, but we might get a writer's strike out of this you know and that always leads to good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see what happens. I'm definitely going to continue to follow the story. It's something that, as a Marvel fan and as a Disney fan, it's kind of very interesting to me. And, you know, might continue to give updates on the show as things continue to develop. But um, something else that's major that's been happening is... um, So AT&T has spun off Media. And they're going to be merging with Discovery to form a new company. And they sold Warner Media for $43 billion, which is a loss on the, what was it, 85, 75 million that they paid for Time Warner to get CNN, HBO, and build up HBO Max. And wow. they're kind of. And it went to court running. for that too. Yeah. And it was a major loss. And AT&T kind of saw that, okay, we're not good at this. Let's sell off uh, this this network or what was it called? DirecTV. Yeah, right. Let's get rid of HBO Max. ATC Universe or Uverse or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. So what are your thoughts on Warner Media leaving AT&T? So now the, from what I – now Discovery – that's not owned by AT&T, is it? No. They were a separate entity. They had uh the the Oprah network, they had the mm. HGTV, they had the Food Network. So they're big. They're a big network provider. They're just not in the top echelon or they weren't until they merged now with AT&T or AT&T's offshoot of um Warner Media. Yeah, because that's what I was like, that's what my brain was trying to remember when I first saw the story. I was like, wait a minute, discover. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, okay, so they're, they're okay, so they just did the full spinoff. AT&T still owns a bunch of stuff, though. Like, they sold off Warner Media, but do they still own Turner Broadcasting? Or did that go with the deal? See, I'm not sure about that. I think they just got rid of everything because everything was consolidated under the Warner Media banner. Oh, so <laughs> I need to read more into the story. But one thing that I'm very curious about and is for all the wrong reasons is, am I going to have to start paying for HBO Max now? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. See, I already pay because I was like, I got it through Apple TV or whatever. I don't know. So I already pay for it. So I'm ill concerned about that. Like, but AT, yeah, AT&T was. Kind of, wait a minute. I have AT&T for my Internet. I didn't have to be paying for this this whole time. Yep. Dang I haven't it. paid for HBO Max since the beginning because I had um HBO Go or now they had too many time services. I so when they that. became. <laughs> so you might be you might have been paying for nothing. I have been paying for nothing. I'm a big dumb brain. I didn't pay money. <laughs> right after this podcast, you should go fix that. I really should. Uh, then I'll have to like I'll have to reschedule my my lists and stuff. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, like it's what's what, the only thing I'm concerned about this because like let's be honest, AT and T was doing okay with the synergy thing because they were like using you know like you said using the television to get uh, HBO like into cable providers and all this type of packages and stuff like that. And I think they're probably still keeping the cable services. So they'll still have that. Like the, the actual box service, I think they're still keeping that. But they're just I'm getting rid sure. of all their content. <laughs> I'm not like, sure, man, but... Because AT&T has like the cable provide, like the U-verse thing. And that, that's like under AT&T instead of Warner Media, right? Like the actual like cable provider company. <laughs> But the cable provider, cable, well, cable provider company, they merged that with, um, with um, Directv. So oh, I yeah. don't know if they still have that. Yeah, they split Directv off and then made ATT Universe, Uverse into another thing. They, they AT and T is bad at this. They have like five different things. <laughs> the thing is that they were trying to do too much. They should yeah. just focus on expanding their five G networks and being a good telecom. Rather than being a telecom, that's also a media provider, which mm-hmm. I think is them, them they themselves admitted it, and they're spinning off Warner Media at a loss. Yeah. But at the same time, they're gonna be able to recoup because they were in crazy debt from all yeah. the loans that they did to purchase Warner Media, to purchase all the 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 five G spectrum. Because in this country, at least, uh, the government pretty much owns the the millimeter waves and all the, you know, mm. the spectrum of that the telecoms use. Yeah. So there was a big bid for 5G reception, not reception, but the 5G spectrum waves and AT&T won that. That's yep. how they were able to push out the 5G network. And in my opinion, it's one of the best ones, but well, that's because that's one half. But still, um, they spent a lot of money in over the last few years. Yeah. Like their their main problem, like you said, it came from just acquiring too many things. Yep. Right. Like they they made a good acquisition when they got Warner Media and when they got Turner Broadcasting, kind of merged all those together because they were doing good in the beginning. Like they were doing really good. They were breaking in. They were bringing in money on the Harry Potter stuff. Like they were bringing in money on the Universal stuff. Like they were coming in pretty heavy. Um. And then they started like they started branching out too much. You know, they started buying up mm-hmm. franchises. The the DC thing kind of it really got them. In like two thousand, what was that? Two thousand nine or something like that. When they like brought DC in under the Warner Media thing, and like Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers snatched that up finally. The uh, I don't remember. That was uh, that was probably like a decade ago. That was probably like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, uh, when all like the DC shows all came out at the same time on Cartoon Network. That was like around the time that Warner Brothers was like, "We own it now," you know, and that's when like the downfall started. <laughs> but. DC and Warner Media, they they're a good match. It's just yeah. their their leadership has been horrible. They exactly. should definitely focus more on the animated stuff, 
and not try to be Marvel, which is they have been doing lately with their most recent movies. But still, just focus on you. Yeah. And I'm very interested in to see how what's going to happen now. Because Discovery, they had their own service or their own streaming service, which was Discovery Plus. And yes. we already know about HBO Max. So what are they going to do? Are they going to merge everything under HBO Max, which has a more recognizable name or they're gonna try to ditch the all the bad karma that came with the hbo name uh i think they're probably gonna try and merge it first because like we gotta remember like cartoon network's been running at a loss for a long time too like that's been Mm -hmm. running at a loss for a really long time like they wrote most of their stuff off on tax breaks which is why you don't see that's that's why a lot of cartoon network shows aren't on hbo max because it's owned by the irs because they just wrote it off as tax losses so they're like ah i didn't make money so a bunch of stuff you'll never see. So that's running at a loss. All these companies running at a loss. And then Discovery was like they were investing heavily in the online stuff, too. So that's like that's what I'm mainly concerned about is because Warner Media bought Rooster Teeth recently. <laughs> that's the, the anime, right? Uh, yeah. So the, the whole Rooster Teeth company, they bought like all of it from uh, Bernie Burns and Gus uh, Sarola or whatever his last name is. Um, who do like the Ruby, the the Genlock, all this type of stuff, uh, Achievement Hunter, Fun House, all these like different, um, all these different like YouTube channels and uh, and they have their own website or whatever, Rooster Teeth First and all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they own and Screw Attack I think is like one of them. It, so many channels, right? So they Warner Media brought them like last year, something like that. I don't know, somewhere somewhere around that time, and Discovery's been pushing really hard in the youtube stuff like I, I think they had a contract with uh with philip defranco at one point um for oh, that was oof, years ago yeah for source fed and the pds and then of course you know he had a lot to say about just <laughs> when he got out of the contract he had a lot to say about it um mm-hmm. so you know so i'm, I'm kind of concerned there because i'm a big achievement hunter fan very big about that i enjoy it quite often i like fun house so i'm concerned about like what discovery is going to do now they're kind of they have like the biggest YouTube like company like channel under their banner now. Cause I like Rooster Teeth's been putting out movies. They've been doing TV shows. They've been doing like all this different stuff. And I feel like Discovery's just going to wreck it. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to what's going to happen, especially since I wonder if this, if this whole deal is going to even be approved by the government. Cause now they're not that there's public. Now they have to go through all the, so we're gonna be following the story for probably for the next year to two years yeah because these T-Mobile corporate mergers to, don't t-mobile got to do that thing with sprint <laughs> yeah oh. and, uh, and then with t-mobile not t-mobile with um boost mobile yeah they just spun that off to direct tv or whatever which <laughs> what's, what's up with all these companies <laughs> what are y'all doing what is <laughs> It's just uh, it's an interesting time for corporate mergers. Or Spectrum, I think, is who they spun uh, what you call it off to. Which, Spectrum is still out here parading like we don't know the Time Warner cable. <laughs> and like, it makes me so mad whenever I see a Spectrum commercial. I'm like, I know who you are. We all know who you are. <laughs> they were going to be lawsuit out of New York if they didn't start providing better service to their customers. Which Dude, is I why one of they had to get better. I had it too, so man. Hard. It was horrible. Like, now I have Optimum and it's really good. It's really good. Especially now that I have the the one gigabyte internet. 
is that I remember because I remember I had Time Warner Cable too back when that was still a thing. So we had that, and that was bad. And then of course they went belly up because they sucked, and then <laughs> then they tried to come back again. Remember they came back as Time Warner Cable again after they went bankrupt. Don't remember this. It was like a year to. after they went bankrupt. They came back under like a they rebranded Time Warner Cable. And we're like, we're better now. And they weren't. And then they went bankrupt again and came back as Spectrum. <laughs> they got bought out by Spectrum, right? Because Spectrum was a more of a middle like of the country kind of company. Yeah, it was like some Texas company or whatever, like Spectrum Communications and like that. And they were like, we'll buy it for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> and they made a big acquisition there. Yes. Spectrum is still one of the biggest providers on this side of the world. Exactly. And I'm just like, we all know who you are. We know who you're masquerading as. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, But that pretty much covers all the topics of the week. I hope that you guys enjoyed this kind of different format. I, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for joining us. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, For Morgan, Morgan, where can people find you? You can find me on the Twitter at Morgan L. Brooks, uh, on the Instagram at Morgan L. Underscore Brooks, on TikTok, Twitch, because uh, I'll be streaming again pretty soon, and uh, and YouTube at Hidden Time Lord, H-I-D-D-E-N-T-I-M-E-L-O-R-D. Uh, and then you can catch the Ren Pod wherever you get um, podcasts. Braulio, where can they find you? Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, you can find me at BraulioShow.com. There you can find the episode listings. You could from there you could click to to social medias, listen to the podcast on everywhere the podcasts are sold, really. Uh Apple I well, Apple iTunes on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Spotify. If you listen on iTunes, please make sure you give it a five star rating. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody about the show. Tell them about both shows. Tell them about the YouTube now. Cause hopefully there's gonna be more YouTube content, not just the the raw audio podcast but also these video podcasts and let us know what you think of this format was it enjoyable were you confused with the different angles since we still don't know exactly how we're gonna be facing in in terms of camera yeah <laughs> this is gonna be interesting to edit honestly it's gonna be fun gonna be, yeah, it gonna definitely be will be <laughs> uh so yeah hope you guys have a good evening good day good morning wherever you're listening to it whenever you're listening to it stay safe stay well peace goodbye oh the camera's here so peace <laughs> and that is uh boom boom